is how do I stay in this moment in joy, in calm, in kindness, and in love, recognizing what needs to be done, doing what needs to be done, without having the past, the present, or a discontentment for this moment leak all my life force energy. Welcome to the Solace and Shine podcast. This podcast is part of an online community at solaceandshine.ca. It is a platform for those yearning to remember their true purpose. We are coming to you from Ishtadev Niwas Ashram in the Purcell Mountains of beautiful British Columbia, Canada, within the unceded territory of the Tanaha Nation. The Solace and Shine podcast dives into teachings from the soul's ancestral roots. The teachings are here so that we may embrace the human experience and live it with beauty, courage, and creativity. These teachings will make you want to lean in and shine wholeheartedly together in community. Allow me to introduce to you our host and guide, Sanyasi Shivani. Shivani has worked as a medium and a spiritual teacher for the last 20 plus years. Through her dedicated practice as a renunciate, and a teacher of yoga, she guides community through all aspects of living and embodying spirit through foundations of love, service, yoga ecology, and elevated esoteric teachings. Are you ready to embody your light? Welcome to the Solace and Shine podcast. Hello, this is Chai, a longtime student of Ishtadev Niwas, and we are so excited to start our season three of the Solace and Shine podcast with this extremely inspiring and beautiful episode. Have you realized how much life force energy we leak out of our lives? We tend to be either hooked on the past or focused on the future and often discontent with the present moment. Most of us have not been taught how to bring all of our energy into each moment. We get into something good in the present moment, and then because we do not really know how to love who we are or where we are at, we will go gallivanting into Facebook or YouTube land, or we will fall back into the past or nail-bite into the future. Me, personally, I have a hard time keeping myself in the present moment for longer than three minutes. Sanyasi Shivani is inviting us in this episode to notice where we are leaking energy and to put systems in place to come back to the present so we don't miss the overwhelming beauty and the miracle of life that envelops us each and every moment. And then from there, who knows where this will take us? I get the feeling that this is where we will find the frequency of unconditional love. And with the practices of yoga, we get to prepare our bodies and minds to live in that higher frequency eventually for longer and longer periods of time. Enjoy! Namo Narayan, everybody. This is Sanyasi Shivani uh, for your K2D lecture for this month. And this month, I wanted to continue along the theme of this whole relationship to Manipura and Anahat. Um, last month, we went through uh, surrender and ahimsa and co-creation and what that means and, and, and what that potentially looks like. Uh, but where do we get the energy to do that? And so that's what I want to chat about with you today. That's what I would like you to spend this month contemplating um, is life force energy. 
Okay, so as we know in a rudimentary kind of way, um, the energy when it is uh, not in balance um, of Anahat Vishuddhi Agnya from up here um, holds a lot of energy of the past and Swadastan Muladhara has a tendency to hold a lot of energy of the future. So when our life force energy is moving through the two lower chakras, where there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of if I just, if I just, anytime you use the word just, know that you are in an opportunity for growth. Uh, so this, this, this um, striving, uh, never enough, never everything will be fine once everything will be okay if everything will be okay when everything will be a bit of it uh that energy that is that rajasic energy and that is the energy of uh has a lot of anxiety has a lot of fear in it and it's a huge a huge leak and and you know when people are leaking energy uh, because they, they speak of it. They speak only of money or they speak only of fear or they speak only of, of what will happen, what needs to happen and what, but a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit. And, and so people will always literally tell you where they're at by what they use their life force energy on speaking about how they speak, their language, their quality of language, um, it was really interesting for so many years. The only time I would actually swear was when I was teaching. <laughs> Sounds like so backwards. Um, and, and a lot of that was me trying to uh, kind of like show fallibleness or humanness or, or, or relating to trying to relate to the people in the room, um, by being, you know, like, like it, like there, <laughs> wherever there is. Um, and, and, but it was the time that I would, I would actually swear the most. Um, and it's, so, so yeah, it's really interesting that people will show you uh, their reality, their reality of whether they are future-based or past-based. Um, but both of those things are leaking. Okay. So of course the past being an anahat, which is grief. Okay. Um, and again, that comes through, through the speech of always speaking about how it was or what, uh, what happened in the past or, you know, what should have happened in the past or, you know, all of these things. But as you have experienced, hopefully, by practicing Antamona for the last two months, you will start to understand that we want our speech to be present. Literally, it's the gift. It's the gift to ourselves. It's our gift to the moment. It's the gift to our reality to be present. To not have any of those leaks in the striving for the future. And it's not that we don't plan. I mean, you have to plan. I mean, if you're at the supermarket once a week, you're going to have to plan what you think you're going to eat for the rest of that week. You know, if, you, if you're if um, 
uh, I, I mean, I just, I just bought tomato rollers for the greenhouse. Uh, you know, the tomatoes don't need them right now uh, because they're too small. But by the time the tomato rollers do get here, they will need them. So you, you do have to plan. But what you're planning for is not going to make this moment or that moment better for you on the inside. It is the future it does is not creating a perceived balance or harmony that gets echoed into this moment. So it's not like I have anxiety about the tomatoes falling over and therefore if I buy the tomato rollers, I will feel better because I know the tomato rollers are coming. <laughs> tomato rollers. Who would have thunk? Um, you know, it's it's there is no anxiety. I am just aware that the tomatoes will grow and they will end up falling over if I don't have something in place for them to grow up. But there's no anxiety. There's no like, if the tomatoes fall over, I will be upset. If the tomatoes fall over, I would have failed. If the tomatoes fall over, I will, you know, be mad or frustrated or blah, blah, blah. But there's no like emotional investment in, in the tomatoes. It doesn't mean there's not incredible care and love and tenderness and attention in this moment. In this moment, it's completely present and, and loving to, to what this moment is. But uh, you still have to plan. But planning for something is not the same as living for the future. There are so many people are living this moment for their retirement. They are enduring, suffering through, just getting through their day-to-day -day job, their day-to-day -day life, what da 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 because it will be okay when they get to Mexico. They will be okay when they retire. They will be okay when they can do something other than this. But if they have to do this to get there, that's the energy that I'm talking about is leaking this moment out. Because there is no tomorrow. Okay, let's just sit that with that for a second. Like, like, let's get it through our really, really beautiful brains. There is no tomorrow. There is only who you are, your frequency, your heartbeats, your quality of mind, your quality of speech, your quality of interaction, who you are, not even what you are, but there is only who you are in this moment that is the actually the only thing that exists and what you see in this moment is the projection of the mind Two people stand in front of a garden. One person, the old man, 
sees a wildflower garden. He sees random little flowers and sees the butterflies and the and the bees and the the greenery and and all of the things and it's wildflowers. It's chaotic. It's 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 uh spontaneous. It's literally the survival of the fittest. And his heart absolutely leaps with joy because he perceives it as beauty. The old woman stands next to him and looks at the same garden in the same moment. And her heart drops because she sees weeds. She sees things that are higgledy-piggledy and climbing over each other and not ordered. And so her heart drops. They are seeing two different realities. Because the reality coincides with their electromagnetic, their heart's perception of the thing that they're perceiving. They're actually seeing two separate realities, even though they're standing next to each other in the same moment, looking at the same thing. They are seeing two different realities because their mental projection and their energetic response to is completely different. Then they walk over to the other side of the property and there's a garden and all of the plants are in a row. Lovely little space between them, no weeds. Everything's perfect, Paka, right? And the old woman, oh, just it just feels like love to her. The care that's been taken, the, the precisionness, the, the fastidiousness of making sure everything was the same distance and the, 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 the. Her heart just leaps with joy and her whole in, endocrine system floods with endorphins of how beautiful this is, how lovely this is. And the old man stands next to her and sees how many hours has been spent weeding and da 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 and thinks of how many hours he would have rather have been doing whatever. <laughs> and his heart drops because he does not see beauty in control. Whereas the other person sees control as care. Again, they're standing and say this in front of the same garden at the same moment, two different realities. And neither is right and neither is wrong. They're both perfection. They're both absolute perfection. And that's really, you know, where it comes down to, you know, you do you. You do you. Your experience is about finding the treasure in this moment, in this light of what 
lights you up. And then having as many moments as possible that join that light you up. Now, I'm not talking about lighting you up being the same as a peak joy experience. I'm not talking about peak joy experience. I'm not talking about the mind, Raga Deshwa likes and dislikes. I'm talking about the frequency of soul. That you recognize beauty. What you recognize as beauty. What I recognize as beauty is not always beautiful to everybody else. That's okay. Ask Param Jyoti. <laughs> literally, Param Jyoti and I are literally like the opposite of each other. What I like, how I like to do things, how he likes to do things, how he goes about things, how I go about things is literally the opposite of each other. And so that understanding could have completely split us apart because we never agree on how to proceed on anything. Uh, but by some miracle, uh, we have managed to recognize this. And because I think because we're both so content and sovereign within ourselves, we've learned to recognize it that if if I can deal with all of this and in this way, and then that actually allows him to deal with all of this in this way, which is not the same thing, it actually means that we can, can we can uh, create and and um, cover much more ground together, right? And so it brings me back to energy leaking. When you're trying to be someone or do something because it's somebody else's way, somebody else's perception, okay? And I'm talking about ego perception. I'm not talking about ashram because ashram is a different level of training. Ashram is, is you have to surrender that uh, because you're working towards the sankalpa, which is a concept, an idea. It's not about somebody else's perception. It's about the the, the sankalpa of the space. But it's the moment and not allowing the energy to leak out of the moment that is crucial. So when your moments are not hooked into the past, and when your moments are not fueled by the future, I will be okay if this happens. When we go to Mexico, if I can just get to the vacation, if I can just get to graduation, if I can just get to this next bill payment, if I can just get, you know, we're leaking energy out all over there. When we can step back from that reality, perception and we can just keep coming back to this moment present in this moment present in this moment you recognize that the fears the anxieties the grief are literally all illusions literally but they take up a lot of space and that space, that life force energy on that space 
taking up that space. That's the life force energy that is needed to propel us forward into this new earth. That's the life force energy that we need to create. Instead of a big floodlight of energy, it's everything in the past over here and everything of the future over here. And like, yeah, okay, so there's some present stuff here, sort of, but more of future, more of past. We need to bring that in to an absolute laser point now. Who am I now? And now. And now. And allowing the nows to recognize beauty. Allowing the nows to recognize, not perfection. Things are, you know, can be cluttered or a little bit messy or a little bit dirty or a little bit unruly. But can you see that without it having an emotional response of draining your energy? It's hard. It's a muscle. It's a muscle that has to be worked. And this is the work this month. Is how do I stay in this moment in joy, in calm, in kindness, and in love, recognizing what needs to be done, doing what needs to be done, without having the past, the present, or a discontentment for this moment leak all my life force energy. Because I tell you what happens. Or I tell you what happens to me. And you can tell me what happens to you. Is that when you have that laser point on this moment, And you recognize the beauty in this moment. And you pull all of your energy into what is required in this moment. And this is the training of karma yoga. There is such a heart expansion that happens. Such a glorious recognizing of the beauty of this moment. It can be quite overwhelming to recognize, to fully immerse and embody the beauty of this moment. Now, what if those moments or every moment how powerful full of power because nothing's leaked we one could be and then what one puts their mind to the reality that they create that that is in is in alignment with what lights them up becomes manifest reality. And then you stand in front of it, whether it's all plants pretty in a row or a chaotic symphony of spontaneity. But you look at what is in front of you, what you have created, 
and you see manifested love. Now what happens if we could build an entire life from that place? A series of, of reality, moments of reality from that place. There would be no fear of death because every moment would be so full of life that there'd be nothing to want. And that's, I feel like, where we really need to get to. So full of life in every single moment that it is irrelevant whether there is a moment to come or not. So, I know that this is a, a maybe a, a little bit shorter of a, of a lecture than we usually have, but I feel that there's enough in here to give you food for thought and a lot to practice. And I'd love to hear your experiences. I'd love to hear of where you think you are right now, how much in a percentage, how much past, how much future, how much present, how much beauty. Do you experience those moments of overwhelming beauty and gratitude and love just for this mundane moment? And know that the teachings of asana, pranayama, meditation, karma yoga, mantra, all of these practices are to strengthen the nervous system out of the past, out of the future, strengthen the nervous system, floss everything, strengthen everything, make everything strong and resilient so that you can run that amount of current into the moment. That's what all of the practices are for is to prepare your mind, your emotions, and your body to be able to run a higher frequency and more frequency, to go from a copper wire to a tech cable, and to be able to run that much uh, current into this moment, to be who you are innately in this moment. And then nothing of the beauty and nothing of the divine messages or the connections or the magic that is here, right here, right now, right, right in this moment, fully available. you will experience. Nothing will get past you. You will see every expansion and contraction of energy on everybody that comes into your presence. You will feel the trees. You will see and hear the birds before people even, people are so in their mind of the past or the future that they don't even hear a bird singing right next to them. But those who are in the present moment can hear, oh, that is the golden crown, the kinglet, in its three-part song. It's nested in that tree for the third year in a row. 
it made it back. Glory be. How amazing is that? Mr. Rufus and Mrs. Rufus, the hummingbirds, have made it back to Davy for the fourth year in a row. What are the chances? How amazing that we can bear witness to this miracle four years in a row. But you can't bear witness to a miracle like that if you don't know that there's a miracle happening and you can't know if there's a miracle happening if you're in the past or in the future. Or the fast or the future. <laughs> so, this month's practice is your Antamona continue and to also see and examine, witness, analyze where your energy leaks are and put systems and process in your life to start to bring your energy into this moment and see what miracles happen. So plan, but don't plan too far in advance. Don't plan for anything too, like for one month, for one month, don't plan for anything huge, right? Just for one month, just plan your, which food you might eat this week, but then don't plan which day you're going to eat which. Let it be spontaneous. You may eat sandwiches for three days in a row. Who cares if you are who you want to be in this moment? So plan, but but don't 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 plan from a place that it's gonna make you feel better knowing that that has been planned for. No 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 no, don't plan like that. Plan because you know tomatoes will grow, and Amazon is not that fast. So you know things need to be planned for, but it doesn't need to have an emotional effect on you. So have a wonderful month. I am here as always. I'm looking forward to spending the summer with some of you, chanting the Gita, praising Gaia, chanting, praising, chanting, praising this moment, eating some nice food, learning, remembering, loving. We'll talk to you again soon. Namo Narayan. Thank you for joining us in our Solace and Shine podcast. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, rate, and share it. We would love to hear what inspired you. And if you have any questions or topics that you would like for us to explore, please leave a note in the comments. Also, if you would like a daily dose of connection and raising of your frequency, join us on We Are, our online community. You can find the link in the podcast description. Follow the link and you will receive two weeks for free. See you soon. And don't forget, soften and expand.